We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Gil, the podcast world is growing bigger every single day, and our friends at Himalaya want to help you navigate it. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single episode you love and some future favorites. If you're a podcaster, you're a fan, Himalaya has your back. They have our back. So discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcaster some love with Himalaya's tip jar. It's free. It's the easiest to use, and they're adding cool new features every single day. Go to the App Store, download Himalaya, and don't forget to follow the No Chill Podcast, if you're not already. <laughs> Only when the you No get Chill there. Podcast. You ain't got to worry about the rest of them. <laughs> get there first. <laughs> On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, for those of you looking to see Agent Zero in action again, we're one step closer. The one and only Ice Cube comes through to talk about his attachment to basketball. We hear from a hip-hop icon firsthand why rappers always want to be ballers and vice versa. He also shares his perspective as a lifetime fan of the sport on just how to put on a show and the big personalities that have made the game great. All this talk gets Gilbert thinking and things get real. Now we know he's been in the gym getting his shots up and getting in shape. So when Cube talks big three in the vision of his league, Gil has a few things in mind for an Agent Zero Big Three takeover. The game may never be the same. So get ready for a news-breaking episode of the No Chill Podcast. As always, you can get every episode a day early, exclusively on the Himalaya app, or also anywhere you get your podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the No Chill channel on YouTube. So first thing we're going to get right into... You've been in this game, the hip hop game, let's say uh, thirty plus years. Yeah, yeah. I've been, uh, you know, I did it for fun at first, uh, but when I was about thirteen, fourteen, I started to really get into hip hop, and so you know, it's been, um, it's been a cool ride because I never thought I was gonna get famous, you know, doing music. I thought, you know, we just do it for fun. When I started, wasn't too many people in our hood, even in the hip hop, you know, sports and gang banging. <laughs> um, so it was something new and different, even than everybody in my hood was doing. So um, it was something I was attracted to. And then, you know, I realized that, you know, my friend down the street is cousins with Dr. Dre. And so, um, it was a person that I knew really doing records. So I'm like, wow, you know, this this person is actually, you know, making music for sale. And, you know, that, that just interests me a lot. I just wanted to be around it, like, forever so much, like, all day. I used to just think about, like, hanging and going to the <laughs> studio and and doing all those things. And, um, you know, I got serious about it and... Ended up getting a break, you know. We used to do songs for the Rhodium Swap Meet down here. Uh, and um, and so, here come Easy. He got money, and he wanted to go and do a real record. But he can't convince his group to do the, the records he wanted to produce. You know, they was just rapping about, you know, the DJ and the mic and the this and the that. He wanted to rap about the streets. He wanted songs about the streets. So I ended up writing a song called Boys in the Hood. And, um, you know, as they say, the rest is history. You know what I'm saying? Is it, is, it, is it true that you went to Taft? Yeah, I went to Taft. 
Yeah. I went to Taft. So, and I went to Hughes before Taft and Parkman before before that. So all so I'm from the Valley. Yeah. So the Valley, you was our you was our rapper. <laughs> <laughs> you was the Valley rapper. So because you went to Taft, everybody in the Valley, it was just Ice Cube. We didn't yeah. care about nobody else. <laughs> That's like funny. Somebody, I didn't know nothing about Jay-Z. Until yeah. I got to college. Yeah. So it was just, nah, we just, no, you can't play nothing but Cube. He's the Valley rapper. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. That's funny. <laughs> it was the funniest <laughs> shit. Yeah. That's he was funny. like, LA got all the other rappers. Like, Cube's ours. He went to Tab. You yeah. know, that was just like he went. To, he went to tap. He went to tab. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's our rapper then. Fuck with everybody else. Like, give, <laughs> give me the Kings. Give me the Kings jacket. Give me the LA jacket. That's us. We Raiders. Hey man, you know it was it was some great times uh, up at tap. I used to uh, I played football for a minute and then ended up quitting because I just wanted to do music all the time. So. Um, I never knew that, though. You know what I mean? I never knew no, that. When I was high school, you was coined the Valley. You was <laughs> from the funny. Valley. That We had some, like, you know, New York. Everyone got, they rappers. It's like, we didn't have, the Valley didn't have no rappers. It's like, ah, oh, Q's ours. We, I never considered a, myself from the Valley. I know, I know, buddy. but <laughs> People I, don't I think of you as from the Valley. Yeah, I, 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 I can see that. Like, I can see why. But that was the thing. It was like, well, Q, Q, went, Q went to tap. Like, yeah. yes, we got one. Yo. <laughs> we got one. That's funny. <laughs> and you were one of the first Valley Hoopers, really. Yeah, 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 that's why I said it was like one of those things. It was like, yo, I, we with ice. <laughs> thing too, I think you talk to a lot of guys in the hip-hop game and a lot of guys you know, that, that are basketball players, and there's the parallel where in your neighborhood, everyone plays basketball. As yeah. a kid, you gravitate towards a basketball court, and you get yeah. to a certain age, like you said, you just focus on music, and you mm. were thinking about being in the studio. When you're a young player, you're focused on, I just want to be on the court again. I just want to be out and compete. And even when you're in school, you're thinking of when I can get out of class or mm-hmm. not go to class. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody play for fun. Then, then you start getting to to these levels, and you realize, you know, um, football's for me. You know what I'm saying? Because um, you know, some amazing athletes in LA, and um, you know, uh, I would admire some of the basketball players. Just because you know they they was taking it to the next level, trying to get in college, uh, trying to get to the pros. Uh, so you know, to me, it was always a, a fascinating life. You know, I, I bought, of course, all growing up. Um, even you know, played rec centers, this, that, and the other. Um, I tried out for TAF. Uh, you know, I, I actually went one on one with the point guard for the coach. And uh, I think they was hating on me because I had played football and I was late. But but uh, it it was it was it was good to 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 have basketball in my life, you know. Um, just playing it, you know, really, you know, uh, push those competitive, you know, uh, juices. Mm-hmm. You know, in the neighborhood, there's a lot of frustration. You got to get it out through sports. So it's cool to to you know. I think about our battles in the backyard and the battles playing basketball, you know, more than, you know, you know, any other part of my childhood is really, you know, thinking about those times when we uh, went at it, you know, just for pride. And, you know, we used to talk smack and, you know, you know how it go. I think I remember a photo just came to mind. It was you and Shaq. I think it was a cover of Sports Illustrated, right? Yeah. You and Shaq. And it was the idea that, Rappers always want to be ballers, ballers, no, ballers. Rappers. You, you know, probably know this. No, I mean that's that was just part of it. And you know, growing up, it's like we you see the rappers and you want to be, you want them because you got to remember in sports you don't see all the women and all that stuff. You eat, you don't see the cars and the, you see that on the rapper. So it's like, yo, I need to, and you go in a booth and you're trying to spin and like, oh, that sounds stupid as shit. <laughs> like, you know, you just, so it was just one of those things where it just, the two, the, the, the two just made sense. Like, I remember like, uh, going home, like, especially when Jordans dropped in the nineties, all bangers was trying to steal them shits from you. You know, yeah. so, you know, the only thing that saved me was the basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you dribbling down, it hit you, what up, cut? Like, nah, I, I'm hooping. Ah, oh, you good, then? Like, ah, right, cool. I need these to play in here. Ooh, that shit worked. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't throw out. I'm a rapper. What set you front? Like, nah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> having a talent does, you know, um, I guess it, it gets you out of a lot of situations, you know, because it's, 
It's dudes that can play in the neighborhood, but it's also dudes that's funny. Mm-hmm. You know, just they they uh sense of humor get them through. Yep. You know, I haven't talked to a gang of my comedian homies and just they sense of humor get them out of situations. So um, you know, hey, I wouldn't I wouldn't above busting a rap every now and then, you know what I mean, just to to uh to calm the situation down. Or, you know, I would I would hit the parties, everybody be wanting to dance, I wanna get on the mic, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I wanna rap. So it's just um I guess everybody had their niche. What was was yours rap or was it acting? What you mean? Like what was your what's your niche? Cause it was music. It was rapping. I didn't never even think about acting. And never. But you're so natural. So I'm trying to figure out which one. Cause you know when you when you think about actors and rappers, you know it's like no nah, Cube now is a actor that rap. Yeah. It's like you know instead of being a rapper that's acting, it's yeah. like you know it's like you were great at both of them. So it's like which one is he better at? I don't. Uh, I can't say. I mean, I, I I love I love them both, and I put. You know, I put a lot of, uh, you know, I guess, focus on whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So if I'm doing movies, I won't do music. And if I'm doing music, okay. I won't do movies. I just, you know, stay laser focused. And and so, you know, I, I think that's good that you can't really, like, pin it down on on which, which one, you know, I do best, you know. Like when someone know. said, like, yo, name your top five rappers slash actors, it's always same three. You, Will Smith, um Queen Latifah. Oh, yeah, Queen. Queen yeah, like, Latifah. but you forget be, because the acting is so great and you're putting out so many movies, you actually forget about where where they came from. Like you yeah. You know, like I you'll forget Will Smith was that started off in rap. Ice Ice T, you you forget it because you you're watching them so often. You know, I've watched so many movies. It's like I've watched I can tell you every line in movies and forget the rap stuff. Yeah, I mean that happens. You know, movies are a lot more visual. I think movies, you know, leave a leave a more lasting impression uh, especially when you can equate it to a to a person, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like a Will Smith or or me or uh, LL or somebody like that. Um, I just think, you know, at the end of the day, we've shown that we're more than rappers. You know, we're just entertainers. And you know, if you you know put us in a situation and and um, give us time and space, mm-hmm. we can we can make it work and make it. Not only make it work, but make it dope and try to make it unique and something different. You know, usually artists like us are held back by the ebb and flow of the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not moving at the pace we're moving at. Like, yeah, it's just weird that, like, when you think about, like, groups that have, they're multi-talented. It seems like the the rappers and entertainers or the rappers, singers are more they're more adaptable than everybody else. Like you can't take a bunch of basketball players or sports players and say, all right, go do movies. We don't have that natural instinct, but you can take a rapper, put him in a movie and he looks like he's been, you know, acting for years. Uh, I just think it's a different mindset in a lot of ways. You know, with, with a rapper to be good, you have to be able to observe the people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to actually... Uh, be able to observe how the people move, act, what they think about, dream about their frustrations and dreams and present it in a song and kind of present it back to the people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, in a bite-sized mm-hmm. way, so to speak. So you're more observant of people and how they act and move and, and you know, uh, all that because... To me, to be a good rapper, you have to be a good observer. Mm-hmm. So being a good observer can really, like, you know, make you a good actor, too. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. you know how people act in these situations. Mm-hmm. You, you're you watching people's temperament and th- the way they are mm-hmm. and what moves them and what makes them laugh, what makes them cry, what makes them mad. Because it's your job to get in the studio or, or when you start writing the rhyme is to do something that the people can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so I just think it, it's a, you know, you know, when you plan, you have to hone in on your skills, fundamentals, um, and, you know, whatever you got to do to become a, you know, world-class athlete, you know, I don't know what the rituals <laughs> you got to do, but it's just a different mindset. So, um, you know, that's probably what gives, you know, musicians the edge. But be, even before rappers, you had Elvis, you know what I mean? You had uh, Harry Belafonte, you yeah. had, uh, you know, Nat King Cole, you had people who, uh, Sammy Davis Jr., you know, people that, and Frank Sinatra, you know, people who show you, yo, you know, I sing, I dance, but I can act too, you know. And it, like you said, it's it's all entertainment at the end of the day. And to come from music and get into to film is understanding that I need to entertain an audience. Yes. Um, and I think where it's evolved to for sports, where we're seeing it, we saw MJ in Space Jam, LeBron's coming on the screen. Yeah. He was in Trainwreck. <laughs> mm-hmm. For an athlete, it's tough because you're so disciplined. Right, you're used to being coached and taking direction, which is something that a director can work yeah. with now. So I think it's, but it's that door's I, opened a bit more. I think it's harder for us because we're focused on our skill on a court, not you know, is we don't have to try to act for you know twenty thousand people. We're just performing what we. You're do. used to a stage though. Yeah, we're used to the stage, but you can see most of them are scared of cameras. They don't, you know, <laughs> like we don't like what you think that we should be natural. And we're not. We're not. You know, we're not natural interviewers. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see that these great athletes can play in front of twenty thousand, show their emotions. You put one single camera with one person in there, and they sitting there <laughs> sweating like I had it. Because I remember when my dad, when my dad, because my dad was an actor. He was he was he, he was act like he was acting like he was trying to be actor. He was one of those, you know. <laughs> he was, a he was inspired. Yeah, he was Star a, of So he took me to my first commercial, which was um, a Sprite commercial, and and I see the camera, and they're like, "I right, do the line," and I'm just sitting like, "Nah." My dad was like, "You playing at the park in front of all these?" But the, I just run up and down, and they see what they look at. I don't yeah. now. This they're looking right at yeah. me. You know, so for, shy a yeah, it bit. took me years to realize to, to be cool with this thing. Yeah, you know, you know that's why. But if you see interviews and they're always looking around, it's like, dang, you just dropped sixty and had the whole crowd bouncing, and you over there engaging. That's it's just a whole different type of. Yeah, feel. I mean, you know, as when you rapping or you, you know, singing or whatever, you have to stand and deliver a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, it's basically here you go, here's the <laughs> yeah, mic, yeah, yeah. get down, and especially you know. Being uh, artists coming up, we battled a lot. We we uh, used to go to the quad, and you know I'm gonna rap against you, and you and so everybody's watching. So you're performing all the time. Mm-hmm. So it and then we started shooting videos, and we start telling the directors what we like, what we don't like, getting used to the camera, doing all these things. So by the time it's time to do a film, we've been around so many sets and cameras and. You know, it's just really about, you know, how serious the person take it, Mm -hmm. because that's going to make you either respect the business and respect the art of it, or you're going to just kind of go do it just as a little side thing. You know what I mean? So it's it's like, long as you step into the arena and you you respect, uh, I guess, the lines of the game, Mm -hmm. then you should be... All right, you know, but it's people who kind of do it just kind of as a side thing. They're never going to benefit off of it. You know, just like somebody trying to play basketball, you can, you know, like bullshit in the backyard a little bit, but when it's time to really play organized game, you better be serious or you're just going to get embarrassed. What what got you into the concept of Big Three? Um, Well... When I think about it, you know, it goes back to our childhood in the backyard, um, battling, um, you know, calling your own files, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, liking that rough style of play that, that I grew up on. Um, I looked at the game and I saw that the paint, you know, in basketball is not being utilized like I remembered it. Mm-hmm. And so 
But that was, you know, I don't want to try to change basketball. I love the evolution of the game. Um, but I wanted something that I was, that I grew up on, but I didn't see a professional version of it. Mm. And I had played in, um, they had a, the NBA had an entertainment league. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember we used to play at Crossroads. <laughs> yeah. And I would play, I played in that for a few years. And uh, I just thought the concept was dope. Like, you just get together every Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, they gave us real NBA uniforms and, and some NBA refs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we pretended to be the Spurs and, and the Nuggets and the Lakers and the, you know what I mean? We, and we were just celebrities mm-hmm. that played. And once a week, so you had, a, you had a chance to recover, get your body back right yeah. for the next week. And it wasn't easy to get a win out there because it was some dudes who, some dudes had, you know, D1 experience. Mm-hmm. They was, now they was, you know, on the soap opera. Or this <laughs> yeah. dude, like, you know, so it was, it was dudes who could really play and, and was taking it serious. So it was a, it was a, it was a fun league mm-hmm. to see what you still had or not. And they wouldn't invite the public, you know, only family and friends. And, and we went a couple of times. We went to different arenas. We did like, we played games in Phoenix and we played games in, you know, Golden State. And, you know, just for the audience, like after the real basketball game, mm-hmm. we would stay and play. And they would watch it. So it's like, man, this is a cool little concept, but it kind of went away. Make a long story short, I'm watching Kobe playing his last game. He, he scores like 60 points mm-hmm. and it's his last game. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm I'm getting kind of pissed off because I'm like, I can't see this dude play basketball nowhere. I know he can still play. I know maybe not 82 games, maybe maybe not all this, but I know he still can play. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame we can't see him. So that's when I start thinking, hmm, well, how would you want to see him? Maybe half court, three on three, take out a lot of the wear and tear, Maybe, you know, not the back-to-back-to-backs, maybe once a week. And, you know, it started to, like, germinate from there. And so I just started to to talk to my partner, Jeff Quantinitz, and he was like, man, I've been thinking about 3 on 3 for a while. I'm like, let's take it out the parking lot and put it back in the arena. Mm-hmm. Let's ask, you know, uh, former pros who still want to run and still want to play with their peers at a high level Let's create a league for them, and 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 so that's how the concept concept started to to roll, and we just argued it out, hammered it <laughs> out, you know, arguing over rules and rule changes, and you know why is FIBA so boring, <laughs> and how can we make our game faster and more interesting and and funner to play for the players and. Um, how can we keep them involved? And we start thinking of player captains and co-captains and like a player runs his team and, you know, forget the GM stuff and, you know, and forget the owner concept. And so we just started to just brainstorm and come up with these great ideas of revenue sharing and, and just making it where if this thing go where we believe it can go, Everybody's going to love this league. Everybody's going to benefit from it. Everybody's going to want to play it. And I was like, we're going to get to a point where even if guys don't want to play, mm-hmm. they wives is going to say, <laughs> you better get your ass out there. Did you see how much they made last year just playing three-on-three basketball? So, you know, we got 10 games. You know, it's perfect, and that's kind of how it came together. What was, what was funny is so <clears> – <throat> When I when I grew up, I was at a I had to do Jordan camp mm-hmm. all the time. So yeah. every summer, enjoy. So me and Jordan became cool. So my son, you know, I, my son goes there. So I give him all the gear that I never got to get signed. Yeah, <laughs> all the gear he left in Washington, gave it to my son. Yeah. So get it signed. Tell him I'm your daddy, right? So he yeah. goes and he pulls out the first thing, and Jordan's like, "Where'd you get this from?" He's like, "My dad." He's like, "Who's your dad?" Uh, Gilbert. Arenas? He's like, yeah. Oh, I knew it. What else? He's like, what else he gave you to sign? <laughs> right? So he cleaned out his locker. <laughs> so he, my son brought 10 items. Yeah. So I come there the last day, go in the back, Jordan signing. 
He's like, oh, man, what's up, man? I seen your son, all the goddamn gifts, and you had me son. You know, it's one item. I was like, you know me. He was like, you in the big three yet? I was like, nah. He said, man, you know what? That's a good concept. I said, why? He said, because there's always retired players that still wants to play. Yeah. That's going to be around for a while. Wow. Swear to God. Wow. It's going to always be retired players that still wants to play. It's so true. <laughs> um, and guys who really didn't get to run like they, you know, or didn't leave the league how, how they, they wanted won. to, you know, on their own terms. You know, some guys don't even know they retired. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just, you're not getting a call next year. And I know just as a, on the sympathy level, just as an artist, you know, I couldn't imagine somebody coming to me at 33, 34, like, yep, that rapping and that <laughs> acting you doing, we don't need you. Yeah. You out. And so I just felt like, why Why not? Why not have a league where you out when you say you out? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you done, you you can be like, yo, you know, I've I've exhausted my my professional basketball career to the 10th power. I can't do it no more. And you, I think you can lead a game, um, you know, satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, seeing last year, seeing, you know, Katino Mobley and, and, um, Seeing um, Corey McGetty and them guys, um, Quentin Richardson, like getting rings and winning yeah. the champion. This is their first <laughs> one, and you know, at professional sports on the, at that level. And so they, you know, to me, that kind of stuff. Seeing Kenyon Martin cry the first year, that kind of stuff is like, man, you know, I'll I'll, I'll break my back to make sure this league is around forever. It's more than just half court three on three basketball, right? Like it's their legacy. Yeah, These guys feel they have something left in the tank. You're gonna let them empty all, the tank. Yep. It's what we all grew up playing. It's you know we all grew up playing this game. That's why the youngsters love the big three, because then most of them are not gonna go to school and play five on five. Most of them gonna go to school and play three on three because mm-hmm. you ain't about to take this whole court. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, so 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 they see Oh man, this is done at the professional level, and you know you see Mahmoud Abdul Raouf out there. We love to see him, yeah. Still wet, still <sighs> with fans that's going really? crazy that miss him. That's like where you been, and you know. So this this is a this is a great concept. I'm glad you told me that about Jordan because I'm gonna take that story to my grave. But when I thought of it, I, I had a meeting with Kobe. On something else, and I was like, yo, Kobe, I'm thinking about professional half-court basketball. And he just kind of looked at me and was like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so I'm like, would you play? He said, no. (laughs) (laughs) I said, all right, I'm going to ask you every time I see you because you might get the itch. Speaking of players that have the itch, I mean, we have this guy here. Who's in the gym still getting shots up? Oh my God. And we just got to say, Q's here right now. You know what's so funny? I've been, every year it comes, I always say the same thing. You know what? I'm going to train for it. And then when it comes around, if, if when it comes around, I'm going to be prepared for them and bust their ass. All right. Well, look what you can bust well, their ass. Came around. Nice, fresh game we'll, ball. We'll give you some gear to, 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 to keep it the on your mind. The man came prepared. Uh, you some okay, gear to keep it on okay. your mind. Uh, when you're ready to to bust their ass, because I know you could do it. The fans would love it. So and now I'm training again. I'm <laughs> yeah, training again. I started in January. I started training again. Now, it's just me as because I'm a professionist. If I bust their ass on the league, I don't want to not bust their ass in this league. That's the problem. So I if I don't have, if I'm not going and I'm not fully 100 yeah. to get these dudes that, like, I'm, I seen Iverson, mm-hmm. right? No, yeah, now, we don't Now, want if I was in the league when AI came, when I, if I was in the league when it, oh, I would have loved it. The yeah. first time I get to really outdo this dude <laughs> right here, oh, yeah. shit, I would have been in. It happened. Because mm-hmm. the last time, he, I think he put like 50 on me. So, oh, you know, well, you know, <laughs> you know so I, if we, I'm we, coming. <laughs> we love AI. We love him. I, mean, I wish he could have played at this level. But, he, you know, he realized that. You know, he realized, like, 
Yeah, they they going. It's, it's full speed and it's, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's and it's, I think the first year just, I think a lot of people watch the first year and try to figure out the speed of it. Mm-hmm. And when I watch it, I'm like, ooh, okay, they, they really going. Like, they really playing basketball. Yes. So I, I don't think I'm prepared and trained for that 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 sport right there. You mm-hmm. know, so it's one of those things where when you think about it, these are professionals still. So yes. no matter if you trained or not, it's a forced you're forced to go hard because he's gonna go hard. Yes. So it's one of those things where uh, I, I really need I really need to train like I'm playing in the NBA again. Yeah. And you, it's you like can't. I gotta train like I'm playing in the NBA because I'm not gonna let them get the best of me. That's just how that is. I mean, so yeah. I got I got four and a half months. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to make your decision before that, but you definitely would have. Four you know, and you know and what? I'm months. just gonna say yes now. Oh, there there it is. Uh, I'm Here gonna say go. yes. Yeah. Now. I'm gonna say yes. That's all I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, I'm going ahead and join. Oh man, that's a beautiful thing. I want and just listen. I want the Wizards. I I want all my Wizards teammates that didn't shoot the ball. (laughs) All right, that's what I want. I want (laughs) Eton, Brendan Haywood. I want I want Deshaun Stevenson, Kwame Brown. You know they already know my style. So he wants to run the team. (laughs) That's funny. Make that clear. Eddie, join where you at? We know the place. That's cool. And I'm right going to train. I'm, I'm, I'm going to train. I'm going to train. I got four months to really get my shit together because I'm coming hard. I'm Yeah. I mean, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. it. You know, we go hard. The game is a 50, and we're looking for somebody who ever going to – I think we're looking for a player that's going to – that's going to score 50. Yeah. I'm a damn sure try. I think we found one that's going to damn sure go try. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm letting, hey, I got to let them know now. Don't bring your girl to the game. You're going to be mad at her after. Uh-oh. That's what I want to hear. I'm saying, if I give you 45 and you got to go home. <laughs> you got to go back. Thing. You know, that's, that's, that's how we were in the NBA. It's like, yo, yo, I don't think you're going to have a good night tonight because I'm on fire. That's right. I mean, that's what it's all about. And 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 what's cool in our league, you can tell them that. Oh. <laughs> you know without, I mean? without that five thousand yeah, dollars. No, yeah, you ain't getting you ain't getting no tech for, for being yourself. And we need you know, the league needs personality. We need like I said, we need star power, man, and you got it, you know, to the tenth power. And so it's just to me, you know, getting you in our league just Makes us take another step in the right direction, man, for being here for a long, long time. All right, I'm here, man. Let's do it. I'm here. Yeah. I, want, I don't want arenas on the back. I want agent. You can have whatever you <laughs> I want. want. Agent in the back. Someone told me to bring back agent zero yes. since I didn't leave the league with it. For sure. I left with 10. I don't know That's why. Right. I don't know why. I just give me 10. Fuck but it. since then, other guys have worn zero. <laughs> so he spawned more agent zeros. Huh? Yes, you did. Yeah. People were scared to wear zero. They were. Oh, they were? Before you. Oh, yeah, they were. Now we got Jason Tatum, yeah. Westbrook. Because in, coll- in college. Kuzma. In college, they, the year I came in, they released zero and one. So before 2019, a lot of people didn't wear one or zero. So that was like the two new numbers that came in. And then uh, Steve Kerr's 25 was retired, which I wore in high school. So I said, shit. You know what's the trip? When I played. When I played at the, uh, I played the YMCA, Eaglewood. Um, I wore zero. Yeah, because because my name was O'Shea, so I was like, I need zero. But uh, yeah, you know, it was a number where I was like, everybody was like, man, that's not a number. I'm like, zero is a number. It's number zero. QB, you also, you're known as a lifetime Laker fan. Yes. All LA sports, basically, right? Pretty much, So you've much, been yeah. forum to Staples. What was the first game you ever went to? I went to a game, and uh, it was 1979. <laughs> um, it was the year that the, the Supersonics won the championship. Well, it was 1980, I guess. They was coming back the next year. Mm-hmm. And um, my, my brother was like, man, you got to see Gus Johnson and Dennis Johnson. You got to go see. So he was actually taking me to, to go see the Supersonics because they was the champs. And, you know, uh, at the time we had Kareem. Um, uh, it was right before we got Magic. So it must have been that season in between. or, But it was just it was a it was just amazing just the, the smell and the just how vivid it was. And then from there, I would I would sneak in because <laughs> my friend next door, 
his brother would work at the at the little turnstile right in the front. So we just walk around the forum till we saw whichever door he was working at taking the tickets. And he would just go, come on, come on, come on. And we just walk in, walk in without giving him a ticket. But then we would have to find a place to sit. So we'd end up just walking the whole time, just looking for anybody that hadn't been sitting in their seats. And we just duck in and check it out. So I saw a lot of games like that. Just, uh, But, you know, I, I would love going to the forum, man. It was just a, a, a feeling. It's just a, a feeling that you can't describe when you first walk in there. And then all those years go by, and then Staples Center and you know, the Shaq Kobe era was into Gill's time, and you know you saw some great performances firsthand. Oh man! You so maybe not the Lakers, but who were some busy. guys you saw visiting teams that put on a show there? Besides this man or this man? <laughs> oh us. yeah, yeah, this man would come in and, and kill it. What's so funny is I was a, I was a Kobe fan. I wasn't uh, like when I grew up, I was player fan, so I was a. I was I grew up off of Penny Hardaway. Yeah. So I wasn't a I was a Laker fan because hometown, mm-hmm. but I was a a Penny fan. Yeah. Wasn't a Magic fan. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So everything I wore was just basically Penny Hardaway. It wasn't yeah. fuck the rest of the team. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was weird because when I was in high school, Kobe came. Yeah. I was a Kobe fan. Didn't like the rest of the team. Yeah, like, it was like, ah, just yeah. put the nigga in. I want to see what yeah. the young boy can do. Yeah. Now I got the little fro. He got the fro. You know, so I'm just trying to mimic him. I'm, and I came into the league. If you look at the pictures, I came into the league, and Kobe still had the little fro. Well, my hair didn't really go the same way <laughs> his was, so I had to permit. Yeah, I had to permit and then crinkle it up. To make and then we was in Miami and shit fell out. Shit fell out. Woke up, woke up, had half of it was just gone. I was like, oh man, I gotta get gotta get a real cut. <laughs> you know it's funny, they always the garden players we just saw James Harden put on a show there and players love to play in the garden. I feel like in LA, guys, especially if you're from the West Coast to play at Staples in that era, I mean there's no better place to put on then, a show. Then it wasn't you know, guard the garden. The garden has the 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 magic, not the team. Mm-hmm. So when you went to the garden, you know you went to perform against history. Yeah, L.A. It was players like okay, we got Shaq and yeah, I remember you know for the most part they were dynasties then. You know, so it's like we're going against Shaq and Kobe. So to get off, you know, you really had to be on. You didn't really have to be on on in New York. It's whoever the fuck is guarding yeah. at that point. You know, but L.A., you know, you had to go against Shaq or Kobe. Before Kobe, Eddie Jones. So, you know, you didn't really have time to really enjoy performing in L.A. because you always went against great players. Mm. You know, so it was a little that's different. And that's yeah. why when you think about it, like, Will Chamberlain, 60, I'm 60, there's no other. Mm. Because they had great teams. I just went against a team that was really just outmatched for me personally. You know, Kobe wasn't, Kobe was a two, I was a, a point. So, you know, I had to go against Smush Parker. By the time Kobe got on me, I'm already on fire. Yeah. I'm faster than on you. On fire. You know, I'm already on fire. I'm on faster than you. So you're actually playing at my element now. You know, if you were a big man, you wasn't going to get off on Shaq. If you was a real two, you wasn't going to get off on Kobe. You know, those are the two positions that's going to score 40, 50, 60 you know, them two, them two guys was basically locking that shit up yeah. in Los Angeles. You go to New York, hey, who the fuck is over there? You know, let me go ahead and bop whoever this is. I mean, 50. Jordan, those those teams that Jordan went against with you. Yeah, I mean Jordan. There. I mean, but that's that's. I mean, I'm just talking about my little era. You know, when you talk I about get, New York versus L.A., it was like, oh, it's easier to score against. You know, it's easy to it's easier to have fun in the Garden than it was to mm-hmm. have fun against the Lakers. But when you come to L.A. and you see Jack Nicholson. Cube, Halle Berry, whoever's in the crowd, does that, what does that change for you? Like, oh, it's a different I mean, kind of when show I fir- you got to When I on. first, my very first game was uh, going to and playing was the Lakers. So, you know, uh, when I was at Golden State, we went to Maui. And oh yeah, it went to Maui, oh. and then you you talking about they just won the championship. So when I'm sitting there, you know, doing warm, you got Lisa Leslie, you got all these superstars, you got Shaq, Kobe. It was just like, oh, like this is. <laughs> You know, so I'm more memorized. Like, I don't, like, fuck the game. I just want to just sit here. And, I, and I'm sitting here, like, literally just, this is good, these some good seats, y'all. These some good seats. These some good seats. Like, like, you know, I remember I went out, did a pick and roll. Robert Horry jumped out. I was so freaked out that I lost the ball, fell on my ass. Everybody laughing. He go down and dunk it. 
And then he came to me, hey, welcome to the NBA. Hey, this, this is a little different. Yeah. I wasn't expecting all the stars here. You know, so coming into LA, by the time I got to who I was, they done changed, they done, they done changed the lighting. Right. They made it more like the boxing arena where yeah. they try to, you know, black out the whole side yeah. and just make the, you know, because when LA played, is everyone's just sitting there like, oh yeah. Because like, I remember when I scored 60, this is real shit. I, I tried to, when we scored 60, um, is it Tisha Arnold for Martin? Yeah. She, you know how they have those, I don't know if they're play, I don't know what kind of seats they call them, but they, it's like right next to the bench. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm out there getting the ball on, right? And I was like, oh shit. That's my girl right there. I'm gonna try to get a hug and a kiss because I scored <laughs> 60. <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't happening. Nah, man. Damn. Man, you just, shot your shot. I, no, I, I was too scared to shoot my shot. And it's just one of those things. But After it was you running through, 60, you got it. Yeah. It was yeah, running through my mind. Shoot your shot. Yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> you're right. And I think the Lakers, better than any team in the NBA, they understand, thanks to Dr. Bust value of entertainment right and how to yeah. put on the show and i think that's something that's probably worked into you with what you're doing with the big three yeah i mean um you know without without the whole uh presentation you know it could just end up being a game you know it's like you got to give people to me what they came for um and it starts with letting the players be themselves and not restricting them on you know how they uh, express themselves on the court. Um, it's part of what people want to see. You know, people want to hear the trash talking. They want to hear um, that you care. They want to see that you care. You know, um, one of the most, you know, interesting things that happened was during our championship game, a little bit of a little scuffle there, you know, a little bit, um, which, of course, we don't want that. We don't want to fight. We do want people to care. And they mm-hmm. showed the audience, yo, we're not just out here <laughs> playing just to play. It's not an all-star game. This yeah. is, you know, real competition. Um, you add that with as much, you know, um, fanfare you can. Um, what's cool about the big three, you have so much history. There's so mm-hmm. much history there between, you know, you look to, to your side, you got, you know, Dr. J and, Clyde Drexler and and um, you know Gary Payton and the history of the game is there, and all you have to really do is add to it. You know, add the excitement of of uh, you know we stuffed that thing because in our mind <clears throat> the big three is a mini all star game because we're going from city to city. There's no home teams, and we're putting on the show. Um, and so we want to create that vibe, you know, our, you know, a long game is to, you know, not only have it on the court, but to have it spill out into the parking lot, Mm -hmm. to have it down the street, to have, you know, um, you know, tournaments here. We got the young three for the kids to play three on three basketball. So we want to like blow this thing out because we understand that. Without the entertainment, it is just a game. You might as well just go watch guys play, you know, in a, in a gym, you know, and, and and that ain't what it's about. It's about turning it in and showing the and, and celebrating these great athletes and what they still got to give to basketball. Because one thing that's different between our league and other leagues is our guys' basketball IQ is mm-hmm. through the roof. So you're going to see the best basketball you can see played as far as this, um, um, the the skill level. Um, you know, they might have lost a step, but sometimes your brain will will be that step you lost. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, you got guys that know how to play, are playing at the highest level uh, with great basketball IQ. So you – can't have nothing but good games out of that. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Gil, the characters. <laughs> yeah, the characters are welcome. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know, we want that. We want you to be yourself. Uh, that's, the, that's the whole key. You know, NBA has their standards and rules, but we're dealing with grown men. We're not dealing with 23-year-old kids. Mm-hmm. 
dealing with grown men who got some of them got twenty three year old kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. we don't we don't need to babysit anybody. Everybody you know is mature enough to handle basketball at this level. Um, and you know we we're 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 a new league, but we have eighty games under our belt mm-hmm. because we play we played four games a night. Um, now we're gonna play three games a night, but when you count them all up, it's it's about eighty big three NBA games. And heading into season, big three uh, basketball. Games. And heading into season three, now you've added three new teams. Four, four, yes, four. So the league's expanding, mm-hmm. opening up some opportunities there too. And the new cities are going to come out, so people can stay tuned to the schedule being released soon. And yes. Um, so now we're ahead. We have the combine coming up. The combine is um, we we believe April eleventh or twelfth is our you know, but we, we're not sure because it depends on um, some of the other things that have to fall in place. But somewhere April. All right, and then as far as team construction, so we can tell Gilbert how this works. We have two to three co-captains. Well, there's a player captain who runs the team, and then he can handpick two co-captains, and uh, the other three players are are picked out of the draft. And we have like a a lottery where you figure out where you're going to pick. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of rigged a little bit. I hope, you know. Nah, I, I just nah, get nah. to the league and get the number one pick, you know. I, I get it. I, 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 KG, come on now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can recruit. Yeah, he's been good for you already. Recruit, uh, recruit a couple of guys. What's so funny is I've been recruited by every guy. That's funny. Everybody's recruiting. If you do come to the league, man, you got to be on my team. Rashad Lewis is the very – well, Kenyon Martin was the very first. Yeah. Keen Martin. He's the first guy we signed. No, he was the he was the yo, I want you to be my captain. Yeah. That's I love Kenya. So I'm over here trying to figure out how we like, okay, look, what if you get another big man and then I'll pretend to be hurt in the draft <laughs> so nobody pick me, no. then you get me. That ain't gonna happen. We good. Uh, we good. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> they, 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 they moved on without me. <laughs> and also coaches, uh two more coaches to be announced, right? Yeah, yeah. We got a couple more coaches to to be in. You know, we have a list of people. Um, we're just kind of waiting till till uh beginning of March. because uh, a lot of guys are still um, you know, holding out to see if they're gonna make it into the to the league again. Uh but but then we'll start, you know, really locking down who's where and, and how these teams are gonna stack up. Okay, okay. Oh, I can get Nick. Uh-huh. When when does uh so a player like him who's still on that verge, when when is the season over with? I think March first. You're talking about the NBA season. No, no, when is the big three? Oh, when does when is it over, over? or uh-huh. start? Over. Uh like uh late August, early September. Before so, training so, camp. So yeah. borderline NBA players can play in the league. Yes. Huh. You can. And then the ages change for it's what twenty seven now. Yeah, twenty seven. Oh, they breaking in the young boys now. <laughs> Before it was thirty, but you Ooh, know, they bringing it, in them ankle breakers now. And um, and growing the league and expanding, and you know, we want we want the basketball to be as sharp as possible. And there's a lot of guys that's on the cusp that's tr- going to try to make it back on the NBA roster. They can really use the big three to showcase, you know, what they got. Mm-hmm. And so beyond that idea of preserving their legacy and letting us see those older players that are retired play months more, these young guys that are still working on a shot to get back in the league and they might have played elsewhere, and this is another great platform for that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you do your thing and you never know what opportunities. You know, we've had a few guys have get opportunities to, to, to you know, go to a training camp or, you know, um, try to make an NBA roster. One of our guys got a 10-day contract last year. So, you know, the opportunities are there. Mm-hmm. You just got to, you know, be seen in, in some cases and, and have some run. And and so the big three is a great opportunity for guys to be seen and not go overseas um, and, you know, still do their thing. 
All right, I'm ready. Let's do it. There he is. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. Now He's I gotta ready. Go, now I got to go ahead and lift iron again yeah. like I'm about to go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got Reggie Evans and them out there. You know, I got to get your oh, little yeah. prison body back. Definitely gotta, be ready for yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I said. I got to get the little prison body back. Because if we know one thing, the older guys, they know contact. Well, you know, what's... what's that's that's, our, that's our why league. I love being at the free throw line. I, I know what I mean, our, our league, you know, we started off, you know, that first year was pretty rough. Um... And we added a third ref, which cleaned up a lot of the stuff that guys were getting away with that the refs couldn't see. And it actually, you know, cleaned up the game and made it flow a lot better. So, you know, we, we're we not promoting, you know, f- crazy physical play. You know, we're promoting good basketball. And we want them dudes to call the fouls. Uh, we don't want you to be ticky-tacking the paint, mm-hmm. but – we are protecting our drivers, um, um, guys that's driving into the paint. We are protecting them a little more than than guys that's just planted in the paint. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing things to make sure the game still flow because we know we don't we don't want guys, you know, playing bully ball nothing like that. Gil, the stage is set. Huh? It is. From the man who gets entertainment, I hope and they, the guy listen, that wants to put listen, on the show. They got they got four months to try to come up with a defense to guard me. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's how I'm sticking at. That's I, a beautiful you know, thing. I don't know what they're gonna do. You know, once I get my speed back, it's over. It's over. Season three, <laughs> Agent Zero's coming this summer. Coming hard too, man. Like I'm really gonna be training. That's the sad part. I'm training like I'm about to sign a hundred million dollar contract. So get y'all shit together for real. Get it together. <laughs> for real, ain't no, don't be out of shape, overweight, coming with me, all right? No, nah. Stay tuned. Ain't no now. All right, I need all my wizard uh, rebounders and uh, Michael Ruffigans and uh, Calvin Booths. I need y'all, all right? Because I, I ain't trying to pass the ball. <laughs> you have a GM, a coach, a captain, a recruiter right here. Yeah, I see. And an entertainer. I see. I see. I mean, perfectly. All right. All right. Let's do this. There it is. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.